imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode your right hand or your forehead if you don't take the mark of the beast you're gonna fall to the floor dead head cut off bodies squirming our own government acting like nazi germans they want us to live in fear filled with uncertainty one world government under one currency i can categorically say that this is end times this virus is breaking us down just like an enzyme there's pedophiles leaving men and women childrenless these politicians are dummies and the devil's a ventriloquist Stemming from Epstein's Island Gavin Newsom ain't your governor He's a tyrant He took away everything That makes us happy and vibrant And put a mask on us To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty Heart starting to beat About to get beheaded Cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA By giving us vaccines These elite Satanists Are the psychoists to accept the microchip. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I am your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband, and father, and football coach. What's up, Jason? How's it going, brother? What's up, man? How you doing? Good morning, uh, Vincent, and good morning, Josh. Good morning. So, yeah, good morning. Uh, yeah, we got a very special guest for you guys today. He's the author of Raven Image, uh, Why the Earth is Not a Globe, uh, and his YouTube is going to be Vincent Rhodes, Coffee with Jesus. How's it going, Vincent? Oh, I'm doing great this morning. Uh, Pastor we had a little Vincent. Bit- yeah, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't worry about it. Just Vincent. That's fine. You know, dude. Um, Pastor Vincent was my father. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so if you guys want, check out his YouTube. He's got an amazing stuff. He's got coffee with Jesus. Okay. So it's it's um it's amazing. You know, he's got a great show. My mom, thank you, mom. She's gonna hear this. Thank you so much for introducing me to his show because I've been I've been listening in to it and it's been helping me out. Um and pastor is thinks along the same lines as I do. Okay. Definitely does. Uh, and I love it. So, uh, I'm going to go through, uh, a scripture, uh, real quick and then, uh, you know, a little intro and then we'll have uh, pastor Vincent, uh, uh, come in and, and talk. So, uh, first Timothy six twenty it says, listen, O Timothy, keep that, which is committed to thy trust, avoided profane and vain babblings and opposition of science falsely so-called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. So he is trying, uh, he's saying that there will be science that is going to come out that will challenge your faith, but stay true to the gospel message and the scripture that you've been trusted. And, um, when your face is challenged by science, uh, we are going to, uh, you know, are you going to trust man's word or are you going to trust God's word? Uh, so one of the, one of the 10 commandments is obviously, you know, thou shall not lie. Um, and a lot of people try to tell me when I'm talking to them, like you say that it doesn't matter the shape of the earth, but let me show you how like a 90% lie, 10% truth, 
uh, matters, okay? If I was homeschooling my daughter for 18 years and uh, I told her, you know, I, I taught her to count to 10 like this, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 10, and I skipped nine and I never taught her nine throughout her life. And she gets done with homeschooling and she starts a, a, a let's say like a bank job, for example, and she, she gets the job and they tell her, hey, tomorrow you're going to be starting at nine. My, my daughter is not going to know uh, to show up at nine because she has no idea what the number nine is. Um, so, and then all of a sudden she does go there and she shows up at 10. So she's late, right? So she, the next day she shows up at eight because she has no idea what nine is, right? So the next day they tell her, uh, she's at the teller and like, Hey, every single day we uh, count $99 uh, in ones. And then they, they, they tell her that. And then she has no idea. She's like counting. I don't, I don't know what 99 is. Um, so, and obviously she would be failing math tests in college because she has no idea what the number nine is. So this is, uh, this is 90% truth and 10% lie. Do you see how that little lie can, can affect her entire life? Well, we don't know how this globe lie has affected everybody's life. This is actually a matter of, of heaven and hell in some cases, because when you fall for the globe, a lot of people will fall for evolution, then they fall for the big bang. And then they take everything they found and, you know, they try to uh, filter science through the Bible, you know, or, or, or sorry, they try to filter the Bible through science. And then you get maybe 70%, maybe 65% scripture that you believe, but the other 40% you kick to the side. So guys, it is very important. Okay. So uh, let God be true and every man be a liar. Okay, guys, Jesus Amen. is the way, the truth, the life. So truth mm. matters, guys. So first off, pastor. I would like you to tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you come about uh, studying the flat earth and finding out the true biblical cosmology? Like what, what got you? Into well, it? you know, Josh, uh, that's an interesting analogy that you put together about that nine, though. I, I really appreciate it because I didn't think about it like that. Uh, you know, I always think about it like a little poison. You know, uh, you put uh, motor oil, a little motor oil in a glass of water it, and ask the person, would, if you had a glass of water, would you drink this water if I put just a little bit of motor oil in this water, would you drink it? And, you know, I'd say, hey, you can't really detect it. Can you drink it? And a lot of people would say no, you know, and so uh, truth does matter. You know, people need truth and purity. The unfortunate thing is that the majority of people uh, are walking around without truth and they they don't seem to mind you know they they will drink the motor oil they will uh be forced to take these experimental things that they want to uh you know click you with and yeah. so you know people just kind of um turn their brains off and live in a world of illusions but for me uh, truth has always been very important. I don't know. It's just something that God gave me uh, as a mission for life. And so when I started uh, our church, uh, the name of the church is True Vine. True Vine, because Jesus said, I am the, you know, I'm the vine, you're the branches. And, you know, he, if you abide in me and I in you, then you'll bear much fruit. And only by actually connecting to the truth, the true vine, uh, you know, shall you be able to do that. So I, I preached out of a, you know, out of our church for about 20 years. And, um, you know, still my experience has been that people were not interested in the truth. 
one of the things Rick Warren said, um, you know, in his book, Purpose Driven Church, that's the first thing that he says in the book, Purpose Driven Church. He says that people are not interested in the truth. They're just interested in relief. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he said, that's how I built my church. That's, why, that's how you build this mega church. So for, for me, you know, it's always been like, uh, I thought church was supposed to be about going to get the truth, right? So I grew up in the church um, years ago, um, you know, during the 60s, I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, of the older crowd, right? And uh, we, we would be in there and I'd be watching people dance around and shout and do all this stuff. And then I'd see them doing other stuff, you know, at the club or the bar or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, <clears throat> or, or going out back and then taking a fifth of gin and just turning it up. And I'm like, well, I thought you were the pastor. I thought you were the leadership. I thought uh-huh. you were the deacon. I thought you were the elder. And uh, I'd, I'd see them doing these things, especially if we go to the conferences and that kind of stuff. And I saw the duplicity that existed in people's lives. And I always felt like that if people are not being um, truthful about their life, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. And that, that, that I guess, kind of spurred my interest in actually marching with this banner of truth. You know, from that moment forth, I was like, well, I want to be straight. I want to be right with God. So I want to, I want to, I don't ever want to just stand stand up there and give these um, platitudes from the pulpit, but not actually walk in that walk. Mm. Now, along with that, then other things came into play. You know, as we saw history began to move forward, we saw the moon, um, you know, the, the moon landing or what, what they call the moon landing. And then we saw... <laughs> you know, down through history, a number of things from people being assassinated to other things like the, um, the, the riots that happened in Flo- in uh, California when yeah, the, the Watts riots. Yeah. We're yeah, I'm from, yeah. we're from California. So we, yeah, we were yeah. Happened. right. And then the, the, and then the chasing in the Bronco and all. Yeah. That. <laughs> and so you like, you say, is the world crazy or what's going on here? And then you begin to like peel this stuff back like an onion. And then you have other people out there saying, hey, look, here's here's what's happening. You know, like especially like you have your people who were pioneers in telling you that, hey, a lot of this stuff that you're watching is program stuff. Right. Uh, Like Alex Jones. Right. And you start saying, well, wait a minute. You know, it could it be. I don't know. I don't really know Alex Jones or anything Um, like that or his character or whether he's real or not. But, you know, I guess deep calls to deep. mm -hmm. If, If you hear something, there are certain people who will hear it. And they will respond to it. There are other people who will just hear it and say, oh, the guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, but then as you begin, to, um, you begin to continue to march in that direction, you find the group of people that are around you all of a sudden that all believe the same thing, like you and wow. you, you know, your, your co-host here. Yeah. We all believe, we all know that something's wrong and it's yeah. not right. Okay, these things that they're telling us cannot be right. And the more you examine the world and the more you see things over a period of time, it's like that guy in the back of the church turning up a fifth of gin. Okay. Could, could there be like something happening that 
is not real, you know? And so you get really annoyed by that. I guess that's the thing, you know, it's like having a rock in your shoe. You yeah. got to get it out. Right? For sure. Well, like, well, I'm looking at this way when you like the preacher is doing that, turning back. If, if he's lying. Yeah. What makes you think that these guys, these upper people that actually control whatever, whatever goes out there in the media and everything, what do you, you exactly. they're, they're going to be hundred percent true. Yeah. hundred percent true. It's, it's, like, like you guys, like Joshua, uh, Timothy, I, when you go through the books uh, of First Timothy and Second Timothy, it's all about Paul to some, you need to study, you need to pay attention, you need to understand that there's false doctrines out there. And when, what they right. mean by false doctrines, when you, when you add up, when, when something, when science is always trying to disprove God, God ain't trying to disprove science. He doesn't even have to do, he doesn't try to even meddle with it. He's like, hey, this is going to, this is going to come up and it's going to try to disprove that I exist basically. And don't listen to it because right. it, it's all false. It's all wrong. And, mm -hmm. and, and what does science do every day? Try to find out where we're, where we've been, what, what's, what's, where we come from, what, what, what holds this glue that holds this, this place together. And they, that's all they're constantly doing when it's just right. All they got to do is read the Bible, read Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. Read, if you have a problem with Genesis one, then you have a problem with the rest of the Bible. It's, it's yeah. sorry. Yeah. You're, 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 yeah. you're going to start going down a road where billions of years old. Mm -hmm. Billions of years old, you know, long, or trillions of years old, you know, yeah. how long trillions yeah. of years are. Mm -hmm. I don't see one mention of trillion or billion in the Bible. I, I hear a right. thousand. Right. You know, I hear, I hear hundreds of years, 120 years. I don't hear any mention of billions of years old. Yeah. yeah. So why would I, we even think that? But the common sense is that here, the, the thing is, is that we have gotten so far from the truth that we're calling a guy a, a, a girl, right? Uh, we we're we've we're so true we're so now it's so deceptive that everything that we're doing I mean you from hamburgers you go and buy a hamburger you you get an impossible meat you're not really getting <laughs> real meat everything now is so generic and and it's like okay how far are we gonna go with this guys before somebody wakes up and says hey this makes absolutely no sense I just got back from Colorado. And, you know, I'm not, I don't know how this show format goes. So I'm going to be careful with what I say. We're on, we're on YouTube. So yeah, just be careful. With yeah, it. I'll be careful with what I say. But the, the guy who is the governor of, of uh, Colorado, well, if you look up his background, of course, you know, he has a husband mm -hmm. and they have two children that they're raising. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, this for me, I'm just saying, okay, YouTube, this for me is not normal. So as I look at that and I'm thinking, how have we gotten to this point that people are applauding? Condoning and celebrating it. Yeah, the, the most ridiculous. You realize how ridiculous you look with another, God never made it that way. No. For two guys, and uh, uh, two children, right? It's like, okay, well, where did you adopt the children from? Because obviously neither one of you had children. The point that I'm saying is that we have gotten so far now left field that people are believing anything that comes across the news. And I'm, I'm thinking, have, have we lost our mind? Well, see, that comes from actually the Bible, Jesus uh, you know, God said that uh, basically through the word of God, 
then he will turn your Romans. He will turn you over to a reprobate mind, mm-hmm. right? If we don't acknowledge the truth, we're going to end up with a reprobate mind. That means you're going to be doing insane things and thinking it's normal, you know, like uh, rubbing your face with Crisco and thinking, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know well, I, I, I totally agree, man. And, and, and I think it all boils. Well, if you look at the media, you know, all you got to do is kind of look into Operation Mockingbird, the CIA, and then you look at yeah. It made it legal for us to be propaganda, you know, so it used to be like where it was legal for us to propaganda other countries. Now that it's legal for them to propaganda us, for them to lie to us. So what happens is you you just have to peel back the onion, like Pastor Vincent said, you start peeling back the onion with these conspiracies that they call conspiracies, which are, I mean, it's a, there's so much truth in it. And then you find out that you got Operation Mockingbird. So the CIA running the, the media. And then you have, um, you know, secret societies, the black nobility, you got, um, you know, the Freemasons, you look at America, you see a, a monument that's 666 or 6,666 right. inches tall, right. 66.6 inches wide. Right. And you're like, right. mm, let me think, are we like Protestant? Are we Protestants over right. here? What yeah. we fighting against the Jesuits and, and trying to be Protestant? Uh, oh, yeah. no, we weren't really Protestant. They were really Freemasons, secret societies wanting to come over here and start their, 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 uh, you know, Freemasonry here. Uh, and then you got the Jesuits, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, you start peeling back the onion, you find out all this stuff. When, once you get to uh, flat earth, you've already peeled back the onion on so much stuff. Then you are like, okay, I can accept this because I've right, already have a right. foundation of the Bible, first of all, and then all these conspiracies, which I noticed that that's how you are, which is amazing. So once you dig into all this stuff and you, you pass by flat earth, it's not, it's, and you start reading the Bible. Now you have discernment to a different level than a normal human being that looks right. at the Bible. Right. And that's why I, I encourage pastors to be like how you are, because you have the conspiracy, you already have the Bible as your foundation. And then now you have conspiracies that you can easily sift through with discernment because you've studied everything. Now we have pastors that don't study it at all. It's like being a closeted individual that doesn't know anything about evil. And then you're going to go up there and represent a church and only speak about good. Now that's cool, but you better find out your enemy. Like I always say, it's like David Copperfield. He's going to, let's say he takes you in the back and you get a VIP guest and he he shows you that trick. This is how I did the trick. Next time he shows you that trick, you're going to be like, this is boring. I already know how he does it. That's Mm -hmm. how you got to be. You study diligently how the enemy moves. And then now, and then you also teach the good. Now you have a different repertoire of, of tools in your belt. You know what I mean? So now when you come to flat earth and you start uh, teachings on, on Genesis, you have to be able to teach it the correct way. But once people get it, it, it will blow your mind. You don't have to do any kind of allegory. Okay. God never told Moses, let's sit on this mountain and let's talk. But what I'm going to do is give you an allegory of how I created the earth. I'm not going to tell you how I actually created it. I'm just going to give you an allegory. No, they sat up there and talked and he told them exactly how he created the earth. And then you get pastors that don't have that foundation. And what do they do? These are allegories. This is poetry. Genesis is just poetry. Don't take it literal because they've been indoctrinated by science and they're believing man's word, profane babble, and they're believing science over God's word. Pastors, you do not have to do that. We stand on truth. And it doesn't matter if it goes against (laughs) what science tells you 
or what Bill Gates tells you or what anybody tells you because God's word is true and man is a liar. Right, right. Well, I agree. One percent. I was with the lady just yesterday uh, flying on a plane and we were traveling back from Colorado to Oklahoma. And she she uh, grew up in born and raised in Oklahoma, but she moved to Colorado. And uh, that one of the things she she said <clears throat> that let me know that everyone had been indoctrinated. She was born in the 50s and she was talking to me about the pastors that she had had experience with. As a matter of fact, she worked with Dr. James Dobson. Oh. Of focus on the family for yeah. 10 wow. years. Wow. And she was then part of the ministry team. And I thought that was remarkable that I sat next to someone who I listened, you know, the, the guy that I listened to over the years. And um, she also uh, goes to Craig Groeschel's church. Are you familiar with Craig Groeschel? Nope. I, I'm not Largest sure. church in America. Wow. He created the U version Bible app. Uh-huh. The largest church. I he used has, to use versus Bible app, so that's cool. Yeah. He has 44 churches. Wow. He's he's uh doing things. He's here in Oklahoma. And she follows, she she follows his ministry. I mentioned to her, I said, I, I like Craig. I, I appreciate Craig and um, what he's doing. But I often wonder how does he stay away from touchy issues? Yeah, you know. Well, of course, you're not going to have the Lord's church oh, no. if you get into this, this, uh, you know, where we are right now. Of course. Um, the, we're, we're, for, for the majority of people, we're off our rockers. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. She, she mentioned to me, and this is, I, this is what I believe that most Christians believe. She mentioned to me that the most essential thing is getting people saved. And she said, I think that's where Craig is going. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, and I've been thinking a long time, and I, I haven't come up with the conclusion yet. Is there a place for what we do? Is there a place in the gospel for declaring the truth and the absolute truth mm -hmm. when it comes down to it? Is it important that a person knows as much truth as possible um, in order to be in the house of faith or can they just be deceived partially? I, you know, again, I'm still struggling with that now. Let me, let me just one more thing and I'm gonna let you talk. Jesus said, we gotta watch out for the doctrine of the, the leaven of the Pharisees where you mixing stuff together. Yeah. The Pharisees mixed. They're pouring in with God's point. And then he gave an analogy about that. He said, it's like a woman who is a sneaky housewife that while she's kneading the dough, she puts in a little leaven into the lump and she mixes it together. That's the way the church is today. Mm -hmm. The church is just like I said, with the motor oil in the water, yep. the little leaven that's mixed in with the dough and for some reason, God has not actually taken the, 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 the wheat and the chaff and pulled them apart. And we are surrounded by a lot of chaff 
<laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And, and it mm-hmm. becomes very difficult to actually separate them. But I'm going to do my best. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. do my best to kind of like be discerning of which one is wheat and which one is chaff. I don't know. Maybe you might be able to answer that question because it really is an important question, I believe, you know. For sure. Because there are certain ministers oh. that I have respect for, but I know that that guy who is behind the microphone, like for instance, uh, Living Waters, mm-hmm. he does not support the flat earth, but he wants to talk about truth to no end. But yeah. I mean, this guy, have you ever heard of Living Waters ministry? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I have. Uh, right. He's got a formula down pat for getting people saved. Yeah. And that's what he does, but he doesn't ever, he, he doesn't ever want it. He stays away from that. Yeah. He, yeah. he, living waters is a pretty, it's, it's a good show. He <clears throat> talked to college kids and he, he gets them saved, tells them, tells them about the 10 commandments. Let's yeah. realize that they're sinners. Yeah. I'm, I know who that guy is. Yeah. I'm sorry. I want to answer it. Well, not answer it, but I look at it this way. Like if you look in the revelations in the, in the, where, where, where Jesus is talking to Ephesus, He's saying, you know, I do respect the fact that you guys do, you know, uh, take heed against the, it's, it says uh, you cannot bear which them are evil and thou hast tried them, which they say they are good, uh, which they are apostles and found them liars. So it is good to have that, you know, to go against the, the doctrines of devils and, and because it's a, it, it is that. Yeah. But like you said, you also got to you got to you kind of got to mix your doctrine with your duty and 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 keep it's it's hard because sometimes we focus on the flat earth we focus on this stuff but it, it, is it going to get you saved i don't know but does it help you get saved probably it does because you start to like josh said you start to discern things better you start to look at things better you start to actually study things like copernicus when when, when, when you look when you look him up they, they look at him as like a scientific you know he's he's like a scientific god you know like he's like mm. he found something out that nobody else you know found out mm. But if you look at it, he, I was I was reading about him. He he was he, he could have been a priest. He could, but what, what was his dilly dally in that? If you're going full towards being a priest, you're going to go towards that. You're not going to start studying other things like law and 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 uh, and uh, and uh, like well, the laws of gravity and science and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. He's coming up with some pretty. You're, he's coming up with some pretty. You know, far out. <laughs> what you have that, to do? Try, yeah, but try to disprove God exists. Mm-hmm. If you're a priest. Why are you trying to disprove God exists? Why mm-hmm. are you trying to push something that that's that's totally against God? Because if you look at the Hebrew cos- cosmology, he didn't, he didn't even want to. Uh, he didn't even want to publish the paper. This is what happened. He he actually published the paper in May and he died in May. So the mm-hmm. Catholic Church, no offense to Catholics, they pushed him and pushed him and pushed him to to push that through. Yeah, but so, look at their telescope. It's called Lucifer. Tell, I know, I know. Listen to this real quick. So back then, indulgences. Were, it just came out. The Pope put out indulgences. So what they want you to do back then is they don't want you to read your Bible. They want you to take the Bible from the pulpit. So they want the the the, the, the priest to that's to, indoctrinating. So, so they, yeah, what they want you to do is they they wanted you to trust in man. They wanted you to trust the Pope and trust the Church to be able to get you out of purgatory. That's so what they did is they they wanted the heliocentric model to come out so that the people started having less confidence in the Bible and more confidence in the priest and the Pope. Right. So um, now think about, think about this guys. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's what Paul says. So if you are hearing Genesis and this is just the beginning of the Bible and you're not able to comprehend the truth of Genesis, then that means you don't have faith. So we are saved 
through by grace through faith in Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, right? But also faith comes by hearing the word. So are, are we going to be saved uh, by the flat earth? No, but once you, when you are able to digest Genesis and understand Genesis and you're able to understand Genesis six with the Nephilim and you start, you start going through the Bible, you're able to understand this stuff. I think that it does build your faith stronger because you actually get it. So the pastors that are, that are reading Genesis in an allegorical, uh, this is just poetic, which I don't even know how they get that. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that they have, would have, uh, a strong, they, they probably have strong faith in, in, in Jesus. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just telling you that um, it's going to be less than somebody that believes the Bible 100%. And we don't have to change anything because when we, when, when a flat earther is going through Genesis uh, day one, you know, uh, God created the heaven and the earth mm -hmm. day two, he separated the waters from the waters, created the firmament and the sea, the, and it separated the waters from above and the waters from below. Day three, he created the dry land and vegetation. It wasn't mm. until day four that he created the sun, the moon, the greater light to rule the day, lesser light to rule the night, and the stars also. Now, wow. the heliocentric model is focused on you worshiping the sun. The, sun, right. the Copernicus even said that the sun sits in its in its tabernacle or its 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 throne is what Copernicus mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. So. What what are they? What do all these secret societies do? They're all Egyptian Freemason worship, right? It's all mm. about sun worship. It's all about worshiping Ra. It's all about worshiping Nimrod. It's all about wor worshiping Apollo. All about worshiping Saturn, Jupiter. Mm. It's mm. all about that. So when he came out with this model, he's putting the sun in the center, and we're rotating around it. So yeah. it is all about sun worship, heliocentric, right? But us. We could read the Bible and discern that God made a firmament, right? Firm, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. rakia, uh, stereoma. When they when they actually interpreted the Septuagint, there were seventy two scholars that were all in separate rooms, and they were tasked out to uh, to interpret the Bible, right? And they were staying the true the Septuagint. They stay true to their Hebrew, and they stay mm -hmm. true to the Torah. So why mm -hmm. would they choose the word stereoma, which is hard, solid for firmament and not choose sky expanse, right? Mm -hmm. Why would they not choose that? They're trying to stay true to the Torah. They are like, they're, they're scholars uh, they're, uh, scripting the Torah. So you got to think about yeah. it. I got a good Bible verse for that, dude. It's, it's, it's 2 Timothy 14 of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers study to show thyself approved uh, 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 unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So it, you, we shouldn't be ashamed for this. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be hiding. He's probably, he's saying, but dude, put it out there and we're putting it out there. And I feel like yeah. that's what our job is to do. We put it out there. We will, we'll, we'll you have to teach the opposing view and you have to teach the, the, the view of, of what God says, because it's like, let them, let, let other people decide what they want to do. Don't, don't listen to us. Study mm -hmm. for yourself. You look for, look it up and make sure that it is all lined up. Because if you don't, you could be, you could be duped into a false doctrine. You could be like, I don't believe anything anymore. They put out I, I, like I watch Hulu. 
I see what they're trying to program us with, with, with transgenderism, with, they even put, they put it, I think that's why cable, like a lot of people don't even have cable anymore because they could actually just stream these things into your home where you're watching this stuff. It's, it's all on there, programming your kids to get used mm -hmm. to this, celebrating it, condoning it. Like you said, like you said, uh, uh, Vincent, you said about the putting the, um, blah, blah, blah. on the bread. Yes. Yeah, that's puffing up, making pride yeah. out of this. And, and then mm -hmm. when you puff up and that's what God said, that's what, that's why Lucifer fell because mm -hmm. he had pride. He was trying to, he wanted to be like the most high. He, and, and that's what they're trying to be. They're trying to find out what this stuff that holds us together. They want to find out what, what like they said, they, they teach you that you're, you're your own God. Your God is inside of you and, and, and you could be your that's, own God. And you're not you talking. Hold on, Jason. You were just talking about Lucifer falling, right? Yes. Um, that's, let's, that's let's, pride. Let's read this verse real quick and see how it lines up. It serves. It's Isaiah 14, 13, uh, Isaiah 14, 13 through 15. It says, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the Mount of congregation on the farthest sides of the North. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high. So think about this. It says that I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. So God's throne is above the stars, right? So in Genesis, it says that God put the moon, the sun, and the stars in the firmament. Now, Satan here on Isaiah is saying he's admitting that, it and telling why, why do you guys think he's called the most high? The reason why he's called the most high is because he is at the highest point of creation. Literally, okay? There's a firmament. And God's throne is above the firmament. Okay, guys. Yeah, so the devil's telling you this. Yeah, yeah, but I'm telling you that he's called the most high and the devil's saying that God's throne is above the moon, sun, and the stars. So let me ask you guys a question. We talked about science separating us from God. So what happens is if God put the moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament and in Ezekiel 126, it says that God's throne is above the firmament and our science is telling us that it's an ever-expanding universe. You guys mm. just have to logically think. What mm -hmm. is science doing? It's putting us on this little speck of dust and outside of the universe is the firmament, right? Because it's the moon, sun, and the stars in the firmament. So mm -hmm. it's an ever expanding universe. So now what science is doing is taking God from being here to just separating him, separating him, separating Making him from us. Away. And yeah. that's what he's doing. Now, that's if you read thought. the Bible, the location of hell is where? It's in the earth. That's mm -hmm. where Sheol is in the Bible. So I, you guys, we had did an episode on this already. So why would God have shield in the earth right next to us? Right. It's probably not, I don't know how far it is down and mm. have his throne get further and further and further away. Mm. Isaiah talks about what looking down on us like grasshoppers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Revelation mm. talks about what the, the, the heavens, which if you look in Genesis, it says that the firmament is the heavens, the firmament will get peeled back like a scroll. And we're going to see God coming down. It's, it's, it's not, it's not that hard. You know, he's not. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm talking dude. the closest star is 4.6 light years away. That is 27 trillion miles away. Do we, mm. can we comprehend that? Some people, yeah. your eye can't even see, you know, hundreds of miles away, but you think that you're seeing 27 trillion miles away. It, it, it gets pretty, it gets pretty intense, man. But well, well, you know, when science gets involved in something, they make it so complex that it becomes nebulous to you, to your idea. Nobody can imagine that many trillions of miles. 
Nobody can imagine billions of years ago, but a guy can get his PhD by just saying billions of years. <laughs> and then yes. a person can finish a term paper and just say trillions of years. And then they'll think you're the smartest person in the world because the, the ideas are so nebulous. They're so far out that, you know, who could think of it this except some Einstein something. And that's basically how they have us. They, they have us in a world of illusions where the ridiculous becomes absolutely believable for them. And I think to go back to what I was saying before about the pastors and what they say, they can get you the first base, but they're not gonna get, they're not gonna keep you on the ball field with believing all of this stuff. So you may be, you, you may be first base, you can get saved. But in order for you to really, really comprehend all of the glory and the grandeur of God and what he's provided to us through the Holy Scriptures is to really, uh, really begin to um, accept what God said 100%, because the simplest answer is probably most likely the, the truest. And when these, what these professors have done <clears throat> is that they give us these wild font of wild theories that are put on a blackboard and they'll put it on a chalkboard. And because you can't follow the math, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't follow the math. You say, well, they must know what they're talking about because it's all there on the chalkboard. Even though you don't recognize any of these symbols that's on the chalkboard and the, and the concepts are so far, and far out you say, well, this guy must understand. Let's just take gravity for, for instance. You know, my son, my last son, the last of the Mohegans that's he still here in the house with me, uh, you know, cause I got one, <clears throat> my oldest son is 40, my younger son is 17. He's taking- You look taking, young, Vincent. Yeah. You look yeah. young, brother. <laughs> yeah. he, he's, he's taking, um, what do you call um, the physics? So, okay. okay, so they get into physics and then they get into the laws of motion then they're talking about gravity. So what happens is that, yeah, you can prove that this thing that you call gravity exists on earth, but you can't prove it in outer space, but they will, that doesn't stop them from making these ridiculous statements about something that you can't prove exists anyway, yeah. because we can look at it another way. We could talk about buoyancy, Yep. And you know, my, and my son was like, how is it that these airplanes can just fly up there in the air? And they, I said, look, we're surrounded by a fluid and that fluid keeps us from falling flat to the ground. You know, it's like, so this fluid that's around us called air, this um, O2, this whatever this is, right? That can be proven, that's simple. The fluid is up there. So, there's no fluid in outer space. I want you to think about that. So what would be holding it up then? Why do we even need wings on a spacecraft? <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm trying to get him to think he said, there you go again, dad, you know, <laughs> but I'm trying to say, well, okay, you're in physics class and they should have taught you the simple things. They don't teach the simple things. When it comes to gravity, what the moon is one sixth the, the gravity of the yeah. earth. Yeah. Who can prove that? You can't prove it because you've never been to the moon, 
but you let this guy put this, all this stuff up on the chalkboard and, it, and he said this stuff and it absolutely is ridiculous because he's never been there. He couldn't prove it. NASA said it was true. And then yeah. they made up this little phony video about people hopping around on this planet like like on bunnies. The, on the moon? Actually held, held, held yeah. up by wires, right? The, these astronauts yeah. held up by wires. But when you think about you think about the logic, you say, well, wait a minute. Can men exist in a vacuum? Can men actually fly through a void of nothing? Mm -hmm. The simplest solution is the most uh, truth. No, they've never done it before. No, they can't because we live in a enclosed setting. That's the simplest solution to the problem, but that, but somehow we've been psyched into believing what these people are saying to us because they put it on the blackboard and we think that they're smarter than us because they say these things that we cannot prove, you know? Yeah, yeah. all they gotta do is backwards math. Like in, in water, weren't me and my brother are in water industry and, and we have to do the <clears> math. All you gotta do is say, okay, I'm gonna make this thing 93 million miles away. So all you gotta do is backwards math so once they start doing the math, but how did they even get to the, the 93 million miles in the first place? Well, Can't we shot a laser, it. we shot a laser at, at Venus and we know, but they don't even know how far Venus is away. So how do you right. do the math in the first place? Oh, we know how far Venus is away, you know? And I'm like, okay, there's a lot of interesting stuff. Um, the moon landing, yeah, we, we kind of gone through that, you know, uh, you know, Warner Von Braun, uh, Operation Paperclip comes over here and, um, you know, uh, a Nazi. I mean, are, are we going to believe a Nazi, you know, uh, Disney? Yeah. Uh, we've been we've been infiltrated by uh, TV. Universal had a globe right there, you know, before they even right. proved it. Um, right. All that the globe did was get. And what is it called? Universal. And what is it? What is what is Universal? Catholic. Catholic. <laughs> yeah. So Universal Studios, yeah. right? Anyways, uh, we have um, mm -hmm. and it's Universal programming with through a television where you sit and every kid watches all day long. You, it's an altar. You worship it basically. You're sitting there watching it with an altar built up for you. Your whole family's giving their time, their mind, their everything, and it robs you of your day. And that's yeah. what the devil. That's all the devil's job is to do is to rob you of one more day. Rob, sit there and watch Netflix all day. Binge watch these series shows, man, because it's. My wife even watches Lucifer right now. And, and I'm like, why are you watching this show? Mm -hmm. This show is making you feel sorry for the devil, giving the devil a personality, making him like he's, oh, he, God is the one all mad and mean to him. He's the one. I'm like, man, you're watching this sick, twisted show that's making the devil a nice person and making him think he cares about you, mm -hmm. making you think he's capable of love and affection towards humans. And I'm like, you and then she's like, oh, my dad watches it. And I'm like, you're just, there you go. You're what you're doing is you're spreading a lie. And they're going to, and, and what, what does that do? You make it, oh, you know what? The devil's not that bad. So this is the, the show. This Come little on, lie, man. man. I'm telling you, this this lie, this huge, gigantic lie yeah. is, is giving, giving birth to so many people that became non believers. You know, it gave, it gave birth to evolution in the 1800s with, uh, and then it gave birth to the Big Bang Theory with the Jesuit priest, George Lamont. And if you notice, look how many, if, all you got to do is Google Jesuit astronomers and you will see so many Jesuit astronomers that, that have been out there. You know what so they say? Why? They because say, what if, what if the Big Bang Theory is the way God wanted to create the earth? Yeah. What if it was that the, way? The universe, yeah. So we're not disproving God. We're just saying it was, it doesn't say that in the Bible. It doesn't say that in scripture. Yeah. And what Catholicism does 
they like to go. They don't even want you to read this. That's what I was talking about earlier. They don't even want you to read this. Watch it here. We'll give you one verse. When you show up to church, we'll say all this other stuff. Then we'll give you one verse out of the Bible. And and it's all, they don't even get into that. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah. There's no feeling about this. There's no feeling behind what you, what you're saying. And then say it, then, then you get to go home and play with your toys. That's all they do. It it gets back to, again, what I was saying about, you know, going to church. Uh, There are churches that you go to where uh, you may, you're going to get there uh, one verse and then you're going to also have something to relieve you. This is what Rick Warren said was the key to building mega churches. He said. Charismatic. He he said, yeah, the, the mega church, he said, basically what they do in that mega church is they will um um they will give you relief for your problem so your church your pastor becomes like your coach and um yeah. he, he's not really somebody who's actually leading you in the faith he's leading you more so in your own personal journey to uh fulfillment and it's like new age it's very new yeah. age he's that, like a that, spiritual coach or a spiritual leader right so yeah I mean, spiritual, well, spiritual leader. leader i couldn't say that it's just it's very new age but i have another thing that i think is is interesting is uh on this globe you know which way yeah. is up yeah you know? this good. which way is <laughs> up right? right so we have um a few people that went to heaven okay guys we have enoch and it says in the bible that he went up to heaven okay it says yeah. that elijah went up to heaven paul he went into the third heaven right and right. he went up to heaven and jesus he descended into the earth right into the earth which scientists say is just magma right he went into the earth and then he ascended up to heaven so guys mm-hmm. ascend means to go up so he, they when, he, when he's descending to, like on, a dove, come on, Jason. Descending like a dove. He's yes. descending. So if you're going like this, well, I I know it's at a a, a 23.4 degree angle. So if you're moving, constantly spinning, which way is up? The devil doesn't want you to know what's up, what's down. They had to have done it perfectly because God's throne is above the firmament. So if you were, if you were, if it was faced this way and Israel was down here and they went up, they're going to go down to, I don't know where. But God's throne is above the firmament, up, yeah, right? Which yeah. way is up on this? Mm-hmm. You don't even know up from down. What they say is yeah. as above, so below. That's esoteric, you yeah. know? Right. And um, that I, I don't know which way is up. But I know that on a flat earth like this, that up will always be up, no matter where yeah. you're at. It's up. Right. Right. So how, how guys, when, when the Bible says up, you take it literal. They went up. To heaven, right? Because <laughs> yeah. that's right. where God's throne is, exactly. above the firmament. Now, uh, uh, Pastor Vincent, I thought another interesting thing was um, every single day, the day one, the day three, the day four, the day five, the day six, God said that it was good. But when he created the firmament on day two, he didn't say it was good. Do you think that that's because he was uh, putting a firmament to separate us from him? Do you believe? Do you believe that, or have you studied that before? No, I've never studied that. I've, that's an interesting um, thought. Um, no, I've never come across that. Uh, explain it a little bit more. Okay, so if you go to Genesis, uh, we're going to go there real quick. Genesis one. Every time he creates something, uh, day one, day three, 
day four, it, it says that it is good, right? It was good. So mm -hmm. in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. Uh, it, it says, um, and God called the darkness, and the evening and the morning was the first day. So the first day, God said it was good. Uh, on the second day, when he created the firmament, uh, he didn't say it was good. But when you go to the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day, he says that it was good. So it, I just thought it was interesting that on the second day, he when he created the firmament, which separates us from him, I, I don't I don't see it saying that it was good. I heard this he from um, that day. There's no blessing on that day. Yeah. So I heard Rob Skiba talking about this, which he's a, he's someone I study pretty deeply with the with the flat earth stuff, because I love uh, flat earth from a biblical perspective. I was like, that's a pretty good point that he brought up. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, it's um, interesting. It, it definitely is. Uh, and another and thing you I notice the evening starts the day. Yeah. Even in the morning, first day. Second yeah. Day. So the right. evening um, is the day is the beginning yeah. of the day and right. how they switch it where the morning is the beginning of the day. See how they like the, the how like the world Everything. is taking it in with the opposite way. Right. Yeah. And it's weird. Everything like, is exactly the opposite. Yeah. Exact opposite. <laughs> like, yeah. like, uh, like an earth spinning around a thousand miles an hour and rotating around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. And right. then you read the Bible and it's fixed and it's immovable. I mean, it's mm -hmm. total opposite. You know what I mean? Everything's well, rotating around the sun. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm also noticing if we're, on the, if we're on the same, if we're on the same rotation, right? We rotate around the earth or around the sun. Why does the sun change course? Because I know it does because I grow, I grow uh, vegetables and plants and stuff like that. And when I watch, when I watch in my backyard, I can see the sun it, it, during the summer, it's above. And then when it's during the winter time, it changes course. And now it's farther away. And I get shade on all my, my side of where I used to have sun on my plants. So if we're, if, if, if we're rotating around the, 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 the sun on the perfect, the, the, the same axis, how is that happening? That yeah. means God's making the sun change its course and it rotates right. around us. Yeah. Well, it definitely, definitely does. I mean, look I at that. Have, you, you have people uh, actually still believing that uh, you can't see across the sea yeah <laughs> uh, you know you you have people and you can prove this to them and they will you know with a ship that's way out there uh and you will take a telescope or something and show show them that you can see quite much more farther than what we're supposed to be able to see because we're looking for curvature and you know i've had like a guy get in an argument with me he was a navigator for the uh military uh, coast uh, merchant marines or something like that and he said look the, the earth is a ball and uh, he really believed it was even though um, he could not you know you could prove it to him that no it's not it's not a ball because you can see farther with the kind of scientific telescopes we have today or the Nikon 1000 yeah <laughs> but it doesn't account for curvature of the earth these are doing people who lay train tracks they don't uh, they do not account for curvature of the earth they just lay right. the tracks yeah okay a submarine they put a little thing out of the water that barely goes like three feet six yeah. feet because they don't want to be seen it could see right. up to 15 miles away periscope yeah yeah periscope if that mm -hmm. could see 15 miles away Take 15 times 15, you times it by eight, then you divide it by 12, and you're going to see how much coverage you're supposed to be there. That little thing would never be able to see that. That's just like yeah, on a, yeah. a, a small scale. But 
I check reservoirs and check water all the time. I have to open up the reservoir, check the water. I never see the water curving. I just see it, you know, just, yeah. just, yeah. it never does this ever because water is always level. Every yeah. single time I look at any water, it's always level. So, well, so there, the, but, the, but the lie is big enough. The lie of the earth is big enough that people today will never listen to you when oh, it comes to that. And, and but you know, but you know, here's the thing. What, what you were saying about the scriptures. Let me get back to the scriptures. Please, yeah, let's get The scriptures the actually do prove everything that God said. He confirms what he says all the way back. When you go back at the book of Genesis and he talks about this firmament, he talks about the water. His handiwork. When people get saved, they're gonna come looking for answers. And if they don't find any, they're gonna get, they're gonna backslide. But if the word of God actually is proven to be consistent and relevant, then they will rely on that rather than us trying to prove, you know, because we can sit here all day long and try to tell a person that, all right, you can see for yourself that the earth is flat, but they will never grasp it unless they really have their eyes open spiritually and they're confident in the word of God. Now, yep. when I was in theology class, that was one of the main things I was, uh, there was one class I took, it was called uh, uh, Counseling People from Through the Bible. And the guy shocked us when he came into class, the, the professor, he said, he said, first of all, if you're gonna counsel a person from the Bible, you can't come at them with facts. And you can't come at them with the Bible because they don't believe the Bible. <laughs> and uh, and I, I thought to myself, I said, so how are we going to counsel these people? He says, basically, uh, basically, we're going to have to get them from where they, where they are to actually coming to terms with what God actually said. Once they believe what the word of God says, then all truth and revelation can come to them. I mean, you won't even have to counsel them anymore because they really do believe what God is saying. And the problem is, is that most people do not believe God when it comes down to it. But once they get saved, and you know, like, like a lot of people may be desperate, and they say, well, you know, I, I need to get saved so that they can be better in my life. Yeah. And that's what the pastor tells you every week. If yeah. you want this kind of life, get saved because you're going to have this kind of life. That's not the reason you should be getting saved. No, you should be getting saved because you the fear of hell. Yes. And uh, Jesus came to save us yes. uh, from our sins. So then after that, once a person, let's say that they got saved by that soft pedal, generic kind of way of yeah, that. Just okay, you're going to have prayer. You're going to have a prayer and you're safe. You're, you're going to have a better life. Like Rick Warren said, you're going to have a better life. You're going to get relief. God is looking down. He loves you so much. And that's why you should get saved. Now, once these people get saved, what happens is that they still don't believe the Bible. Yep. The only reason they got saved was for personal reasons. And so if, if they don't believe the Bible and they start looking at what the Bible is saying versus what the world is saying, they're going to go back to the world. Oh my goodness. For all their solutions. Of course. And that's yeah. why we have on TV, you can watch TV and they've got all of these antidepressant drugs 
just over and over and over again. And people, and they sell so much drugs, so many drugs on TV. And they'll just tell you, uh, uh, take this drug, this pill is gonna make you feel better. Uh, and then they'll tell you the side effects. Yeah. And it's like, they don't even hear the side effects. Yeah, well, this pill will make you feel better, but you're gonna have suicide, uh, herpes, syphilis, and all this. Yeah, effects. right. It's just like, what? Yeah. But is it gonna make yeah. me feel, am I gonna be depressed still? No, okay, let's do it. You know, it's like, whoa, yeah. you know, you're gonna catch Yo. AIDS from it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, the, the side effects the one get I, pretty crazy. The one <laughs> I love is the depression commercial where they said that if you take this, you may have suicidal thoughts. Yeah, total I'm complete like, opposite. Okay. <laughs> this is I how thought, how I thought upside you said down that, it is. Gonna heal me, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But they so, don't think. I think it's yeah, it's interesting. Um, Jason, I think you mentioned <clears throat> Psalms nineteen one, bro. Uh, let's let's look at that verse real quick and let's let's see what it says. It says, uh, "The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Mm-hmm. Day unto day utter the speech, and the night unto showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language." where their voice is not heard. Their line mm-hmm. is gone throughout the earth and their words to the end of the world. And then we set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoice mm-hmm. as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, which would be the end of the firmament. When you see heaven, you could put firmament and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. So a mm. circuit is what? When you look at a racetrack, it's a circuit. They end up coming back to the same point. A circuit mm. is a circle. In some, you're going to be able to see that that circuit says circle in some translations. So the sun is going forth to and from the end of heaven. And it's circuit, it's circle. I'm not saying it's a perfect circle, but it goes from one point back to another mm. uh, and to, unto the ends of it. So mm-hmm. what else do we have? We have um, the book of Joshua talks about the sun. And the moon stopping in two geographical locations. Stand still for an entire day. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have the sun moving backwards 15 degrees, right? Mm -hmm. If you look in the book of Enoch, it's talking about the sun moving, okay? Um, If you look at all these people, like even back in the day, you got a, who do we have? We have um, Martin Luther, Protestant, right? Protester of the Catholic Church. Uh, He's talking about, uh, Copernicus saying there is talk of a new astrologer who wants to prove the earth moves and goes around instead of the sky, the sun, mm-hmm. the moon, just as somebody were moving in the carriage of a ship might hold that it was sitting still and at rest while the earth and the trees walked and moved. But there's this, but this is how things are nowadays. When a man wishes to be clever, he must invent something special and the way he does it must, uh, needs to be the best. The fool wants to turn the whole art of astronomy upside down however the holy scripture tells us uh so did joshua bid that stand to stand still and not the earth that's Mm -hmm. that's martin luther away yeah Yeah. way back then john calvin also talks about it okay um they're they're smart enough to understand that this is crazy talk right and and it used to be looked down upon to think that way right about about the because the reason why, I mean, you kind of, it's kind of obvious you go outside and you're not moving 66,600 miles an hour. I mean, dude, come on. Yeah. Like some people try to tell me, well, look, dude, if you're in a plane and you're going 800 miles an hour, we don't feel it. But what they forget about is that there's a roof on that plane. But if you mm-hmm. look at what the earth is, there's okay. There's not a firmament in, in the scientific model. So yeah. you would feel it moving, especially if you're going Mach six, 
Uh, you know what I'm saying? 66,600 miles an hour. That's actually like, I don't even know if that'd be like Mach 60. I think a thousand miles an hour is no, Mach one would be uh 700 miles an hour. There so you we're, go. we're talking about something absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah. Uh, but so, you know, getting back to uh, what you said about uh, Martin Luther uh, and the statement that he made, which, which plays into the same thing that he was saying that a guy, whenever a guy wants to sound smart, he makes up these ridiculous arguments and he's always searching for new truth. Yeah. That basically happens in every PhD program. You go from one thing to another to another. And, you know, I was in a PhD program, so I know that they're always searching for new truth. And people, they, it doesn't matter what you say. You, if, as long as people can't disprove it, you can get a PhD in it. Okay, no one can really disprove it because what you're saying is so absurd that it leaves reality out. And you can just basically say what you want to say. Here's, here's what uh, Einstein said. Einstein, Einstein said <clears throat> when he first went in to propose, I believe, the theory of relativity, he said, we all observe a train traveling down the track. And we, uh, we observe the person standing by the train, watching the train as it travels. Now I want you to imagine, we, we believe that the train is moving and the person standing still. But what I want you to imagine is that the people are actually moving and the train is standing still. Yeah. And that's how he opened his opening argument for wow. the theory of relativity. So yeah. <laughs> backwards upside down yeah he turned that thing totally on his head and i imagine everybody was like whoa wow That's you deep. know what i mean I you're gonna deep. Deep. Yeah, deep yeah yeah <laughs> gonna teach me. now teach me something new and he started teaching these crazy ideas about traveling so fast that you travel past the speed of light and as you're traveling faster and faster you're traveling fast farther and farther into the future so that time actually stops where you left and uh, well, time stops for you and, and you were traveling into, into the future and you're actually ahead of these people so far into the future. It's really, it really gets to be like mind boggling how these people yeah. can come up with this, uh, these vain babblings yep. like, you know, and of science so-called falsely and make you really believe this, you know, remember the guy came back from the space station, which is traveling at 17,000 miles per hour, right? Yep. Yeah, it's orbiting at 17,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. never and see the, any satellites that it passes by. Wouldn't you the, be scared? I'm sorry. And the guy, but the guy comes back from it and they said he got a minute younger than his twin brother do you remember that one? Oh my no i didn't even hear that yeah hear that, that was the, that was an article that came out about four <laughs> years ago and this guy was traveling on a space station and he had a twin brother on earth and they said he ended up traveling so fast that he be, he ended up being a minute younger oh my gosh dude than his actual brother who was here on earth yeah so and so who could prove it they could and, say it and, and they, that they're making that literal too. So if you're try if you're orbiting the Earth at seventeen thousand miles an hour, there's things called asteroids. There's things obviously we see shooting stars. They say, um, yeah. but what about if you run into one of the satellites? I think there's uh, twenty five hundred satellites that are orbiting right. as well. They're not right. afraid to run into a satellite at seventeen thousand miles an hour. 
I mean, yeah. or an asteroid, or well, I mean, but just... again, seventeen thousand miles per hour, the speed of sound is seven hundred, about over a little bit over seven hundred miles per hour. So we're talking about if you go past that speed of sound, how fast is it to go seventeen thousand miles per hour? How much multiplies? or divide 700 into 17,000. As, 000, as you know. you're rotating around the earth, I mean, around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour, how hard would you be hitting an asteroid? You'd be hitting yeah. it. You, you would never ever be in that space station ever because you'd be like, damn, we're moving 66,000 miles an hour plus. And, and Josh, think about this. The earth is rotating around the sun yeah. while it's rotating, it's spinning. Yes. And the and the and the uh, space station is following the Earth at seventeen thousand miles per hour, yeah. while this thing is rocketing, <laughs> yeah, like you're sixty six thousand miles around the sun. Yes, it just really doesn't make any any sense. How could you have? Okay, I've been in in, in the military. Like I've I've gone to uh, I didn't get, get into combat, but I was about forty miles away. But I've seen people that went into combat. I mean, they have to have some balls to do that. But how crazy do you have to be? to be in the space station traveling at 17,000 miles an hour and it's going 66,000 miles an hour and the moon is moving 2,600 miles an hour and it's all these variables and they have no problem with it. They're just standing there eating, you know, trying to take water and like squeeze it and it's just, what has it done for us too? What has it done for humanity? What has Mm -hmm. it done? Nothing. They came up with some kind of baby food that lasts longer. I think that's about it, but we're paying $60 million a day on, and you know, uh, for NASA, I don't know what right. they came up with. I don't know what what have we done. Where is we this done? money going? Yeah, it's yeah. Incredibly. I mean, come on, guys. So like, be, it's a laundering. It's, it's, a, it's a, they launder money probably through there. Just black like projects. Many big businesses. There's there's called black projects where they where they have pro- projects like uh, DARPA and you know stuff to uh, cre- create transhumanism and all this different crazy stuff. They're probably just putting it all into those programs and obviously laundering and all that too. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, man. That. That kind of gets, yeah, uh, I, but but you know, here's the thing: um, we don't have um, the capability to do as nearly as much as what they're saying. Uh, yeah. Even though we uh, we're kind of spooky, we we have these tendency to think that somebody can go into a laboratory and create something that is that doesn't exist. The only thing man can do, and it's like the Toto pulling the curtain from behind the wizards. Uh, you know, the wizard was behind the curtain. The only thing man really can do is he can depend upon these uh, demonic spirits that are here on this earth to actually uh, guide them into the level of technology that they, that they now currently have. But I don't believe, <clears throat> and I really, I don't believe that they're creating artificial intelligence. I believe that they're calling things into, they're, they're giving machines the capability of channeling these evil spirits through these uh, uh, these portals right yeah. <clears throat> but but these evil spirits are coming with with deception on levels that we can never imagine right so that we'll begin to believe that people are actually traveling to mars now when i was at disney um world disneyland no world yeah. and um they have this machine they put you in and you can actually, they make you feel like you're flying, right? If they can do that now, 
they could possibly make you believe that you went to Mars, yeah. you know? And so th the idea of, um, of space travel is all gonna be an illusion because what's gonna happen is that we believe the lie so much that when somebody comes along with something that is um, the truth, you won't be able to discern the difference between them. Yeah. You'll, you'll choose the lie over the truth every time if you are not a believer, if you're not really. Bible says that it's gonna be so much deception that this deception will be so great that um, a man will believe a lie. Just that's mind blowing. Yeah. Mind blowing. Could somebody really tell you something? Will you believe a lie? Well, you, you put up the globe, right? Yeah. That globe that you're showing us is a lie. Yeah. But, but the deception is so great. It's so strong, man. Yeah. It's hard to even convince people we do not live on a globe. And they go, oh, you're, you're crazy. You're, yeah. Something wrong with you. You know, yeah, it's pastors, like, you could talk to pastors and you bring it up. Like, let's say you start going verse by verse. They're, they're going to be like, oh, well, talk to my uh, apologist pastor, because I, I don't have an answer for that. Or, you know what I mean? And then the apologist. Right. Now, <clears throat> the cool thing about uh, the apologist pastor that I spoke to is they're, they're open to the idea, you know, because, you know, you, you, you just, it just gets interesting how, um, they, they will try to say like the, what some pastors will do, like Dr. Michael Heisner, for example, he went over the ancient Hebrew cosmology. And what he tried to say is that God was trying to explain it to them uh, on their level right? because they didn't understand. But that would be called what? A lie. And God cannot lie. When Jesus mm -hmm. said that the stars are going to fall from heaven, Jesus cannot lie, right? God right. cannot lie either. That's not possible. Right. So right. that would be lying. That would be misrepresenting. Right. So God, all what God would have to do is tell Moses, listen, you're going to write Genesis and this is how I created the earth. And he would all obviously tell him the truth because that's what he, that's what Jesus Christ is. The way, the truth, the light, right? God would never have to lie to anybody. I mean, I don't get it why people would even say that. He doesn't <clears throat> need to talk to them on that level because the people back then were just as smart as us. We're not, we're not any smarter right now than the people back then. You know what I mean? We have a brain and we have, and we're capable of learning. And, uh, you know, people might think, oh, they're ancient. Our, our ancestors don't know what they're talking about, but. Right. And that's, and that's what we generally got right now. And I, I've been kind of, uh, wanting to th think about maybe putting a book together that really that because the people in the Old Testament, uh, uh, not the Old Testament, but in, in the Bible days, the biblical uh, understanding of cosmology, this is brand new. What we think today is brand new. They never thought this about the cosmology. They never thought that you could actually land on, a, um, on these things called planets, right? Yeah. So they always thought that these things were entities. They thought yeah. that they were entities that could, they, they were like fixed position angelic hosts that were around them, the, the, the lights in the sky. It wasn't until, you know, what, the last 500 years that we began to believe that these were actually distant planets. And you come up with this idea, this brand new idea that we could actually land on these things. And not only could we land on those round orbs up there, but our where we where we live is an orb, 
and we're actually land, we're actually living on an orb, which is round, and we're it's we're being held onto it by gravity. <laughs> and but but the science doesn't even make sense. Look, listen to Judges chapter five verse twenty. This is very interesting. It says um, there was a war going on, and um, again in scripture it talks about you know that there was various wars. God was helping them in this fight against their enemies. And it says, they fought from heaven and the stars, of uh, course, fought against Caesarea or Cicero. And so what happened is that the stars of heaven actually veered from their course and they began to fight in the battle so that they could win the battle. So what God really did in this particular passage of scripture is he called on the holy angels to help Israel fight their enemies. Yeah. <laughs> and he sent, he sent them down from the sky. They were, they were stars and the, the, he's, he called the stars into the battle and the stars fought against Sisera and helped uh, Israel win the battle. You, you see what I'm saying? That was a whole nother concept of what is up there than what we believe today based on our Greek heliocentric understanding of the world rather than the Hebrew understanding of the world. And that's what my argument is in the book, uh, Graven Image. In Graven Image, the arguments that are the, the cosmology of the way the world works in the Hebrew is so different than what we have been ingesting from a Greek heliocentric model that has been taught to us by our public school system. And we're locked in this thinking that prevents us from actually visualizing the power of God and what he's able to do. Could God cause the stars, like you said, the stars are gonna fall from the sky. Yeah. They, could God cause the stars to fall from the sky? Well, from a heliocentric Greek understanding model of the universe, no, he could not because the stars are millions of miles away and they're all that. But from a Hebrew perspective, yeah, we can see how that's possible because the stars are, first of all, they're not planets. There's yeah. no planets out there. Yeah. But we, we, what we learned from Star Wars is absolutely a total lie. Yeah. What you learn from Star Trek is a lie. Yep. What you learn from Lost in Space is a lie. What you've been programmed from the 50s uh, UFO movies is a lie. Yeah. We have actually believed the lie, and television has been a huge driver of that, yep. along with our educational system. Yeah, and uh, the Rockefellers, they bought, they purchased the educational system and, and they purchased what books they want you to know. So we're programmed to believe a certain way and right. that's what happens. And what it, you're, you're being programmed to not believe in what? The Bible. Because if you right. take the Bible, they take the, what it is is they take the Bible, they put it in a blender and they serve it to these kids. And when you see someone in a lab coat or an expert or a teacher, you're, you're met, you're taught to believe the teacher and you're testing on this stuff. And you, 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 when you do learn it, you're not able to discern how fast 66,600 miles an hour is or okay. how fast. Or, both, both of you guys, I want to ask both of you then. Yes. When you were growing up and you were watching Disney, 
what were they always trying to make the highest form of job or career to be? Uh, the highest form? Yeah, if you were going to be a, in a career, what were most of the kids who watched those Disney uh, programs wanting to be? What they always astronaut, astronaut, and scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. magician. Those, like <laughs> you said, that guy in that white lab coat. Yeah, he was considered so smart yeah. that nobody ever questioned him. Yep. And that guy yeah. wears that lab coat when you go in to get your medicine. He wears that lab coat whenever you go in to take a class or whatever. You know, if you're gonna walk in there and that guy. All I got to do is put a white lab coat on. And most people know that that means that I'm smarter than everybody in the room. Yep. It really doesn't, but it's a costume, right? (laughs) You're better at regurgitating what you've learned in a book. Yeah. You're just better at memorizing what they want you to know. So that's called indoctrination, right? So interesting, man. Well, we're getting close to, uh, I think we're on about an hour and and 10 minutes. Um, any, anything uh, else you want to kind of tell the audience, you know, uh, maybe shout out your, your, uh, your show, let them know. Oh, yeah, it's on yeah. Well, yeah, could... I, well, yeah, I come on uh, uh, generally on around seven o'clock, seven uh, central time. And uh, my YouTube channel is uh, Vincent Rhodes. That's you don't have to look far for it. Uh, you just go youtube.com forward slash Vincent Rose, that's V-I-N-C-E-N-T-R-H-O-D-E-S. And uh, my website is VincentRoseLive.com. And uh, if you want to visit that, uh, the website, uh, you can do that. Or VincentRoseMinistries.org. And uh, there I'm, uh, you can find me there. I also have a Rumble channel. Uh, the same thing, Vincent Rose TV. My Instagram is Vincent Rose TV. My Twitter is Vincent Rose TV. And uh, the book, interestingly enough, uh, is called Graven Image. And it's about um, basically the way God tells us the world is and what man has made up like an image of what um, what the what he wants the world to be, right? It, it's an image. The globe is nothing but an image. No one has ever proven that they've ever taken a picture of the earth. Uh, if you, it, if it sounds way out and wacky to you, uh, there, if, there are no pictures of the earth. There are no actual pictures of the earth. All the pictures are composites that have been developed by NASA in order to prove that the earth is a globe. It is an image. That's all it is. And the Bible Photoshop. tells us that we should not uh, worship images an image is actually uh something that is from the imagination and it is an idea and the word idea means that uh you are a idol worship worshiper you you worship ideals rather than you worship uh the true god and so we have to like josh and uh, you know uh, uh we have to say we have to say what god says and not worship science so-called falsely or false science. And that's where we, we draw the line. And so in the book, there are many different um, people that I pull out. Their basic ideas, uh, you have Copernicus, you have Galileo, you have all of the teachings of Aristotle, 
uh, all of the philosophers and how they erred in teaching or uh, erred from the faith in developing ideas that do not support God's word. And somehow we have to get back to God's word if we're going to be true to the God that we actually serve. Amen. I think that's important for you to really get that book and look at it because the book really does open your understanding about a lot of the assumptions that are being made. And even today, it will get you back on target and, and uh, give you a, a clearer understanding of what God was communicating. Then you can make a clear choice and say, hey, do I believe God or do I believe man? And yeah. so this is important. You'll, you'll know if somebody is saved, if you tell them that the earth is flat and their response is, is it biblical? And you say yes, and you show them, then you right. know that they're truly saved. Because if they're asking you, is it biblical? Yeah, well, if it's biblical, then I'll believe it. But yeah. if you have somebody say, not, not just, they just totally deny you, please don't talk to me. I don't want to hear about it, which I'm not saying to argue, just be like, okay, no problem. You know, it's not, yeah. it's just something that it, it'll get you, um, it'll get you from, drinking uh, off, off the boob, the milk into the meat. It'll put you right. into the meat of the Bible, yeah, which important that, there's yeah. levels to this game, right? There's levels to this. And as you start yeah. reading and finding out, you know, that, that you start getting into a level where you're actually deeply believing everything that you read in the Bible. Um, also, uh, Vincent Rhodes's uh, Instagram guys is Vincent Rhodes TV. I don't know if he said that, but if you want to go, mm -hmm. please just go follow him. Uh, he comes here for free, absolute free. Okay. He just yeah, drove from yeah, Colorado yeah. last night. Okay. And he woke up this well, morning. I flew and, in. Oh, you flew in. He flew yeah, in, which yeah, is, yeah. which is hard to, to travel. Hopped yeah. on here this morning. You know, we try to get on zoom and you know what I'm saying? Just, if you could please support the gentleman, uh, go purchase his book, Graven yeah. image. Yeah, you won't regret, you won't regret it. A yeah. globe. It is yeah. awesome. I have this book and I have so many books from everybody that hops on the show. I got some, I need some time to read these. I'm trying to pay attention mm -hmm. to the Bible as much as I can. So it's tough to yeah. read other books, but it's amazing. Please check it out. And uh, Vincent, thank you so much for coming on. Thank we can you. Have you. I yes. want to do thank a roundtable of Flat Earth from a biblical perspective. And I would like to invite you to the roundtable. I'm not sure when I'm going to do it. I need to get a couple guests lined up. Um, do you have any pastors in mind that also, uh, that, that also, well, you know, we can, um, we can get uh, uh, Jesus Freak Computer Geek. That brother over there is real good, uh, good brother uh, in the Lord. Um, okay. Uh, David Beverly is his name. Okay. Do you, and, can, uh, do you have his contact information? Um, well, you know, if you go to YouTube, uh, YouTube and just type in Jesus freak computer geek. Okay. And, uh, he actually is a, um, minister. He doesn't want to call himself a minister, but he preaches man. Yeah. And then he, but, but he was a former NASA employee. Wow. And he worked for NASA and he's been to Antarctica. Okay. And uh, okay. he has, and he has a lot of knowledge in technology that's mind blowing. Okay. And uh, he talks about AI from a perspective that really he, he understands it. He also talks about satellites and he talked about how the satellites would work if they get them up in the air. And he talks about how, uh, you know, again, there are certain things that they can float up there, but they, they don't work the way we think they work. Anyway, yeah. he, he gives a lot of good information. He would be, uh, uh, you know, a very, very valuable person to have on. Okay. Jesus uh, free computer broadcast. geek. I got it on here and I just yeah. uh, subscribed to him. So I'll try yeah. to get a hold of him. Jason, any last words for the audience? Yeah. Uh, 
we, we tell you to read the Bible because it, it, it's one thing to be saved, but to have a relationship, to to know God and to, to yeah. know his plan of redemption, you got to read the Bible. Yeah. You got to have a relationship right. with him. Religion Amen. is not real. Religion is, religion is man-made. No matter what anybody yeah. tells you, Jesus Christ and God, whatever you believe, Trinity, whatever you believe in, is 100% against religion. It's about relationship, having a relationship with God and having that, that mm-hmm. you know, when you, if you go buy a dress, he wants to be there. If you're going to go, you know, if you want to go purchase a car, he wants to be there. If you if you, when you wake up in the morning, having cereal, he wants to be there with you at all, at all times. So uh, just, just learn that when you, when you read the Bible, you build a personal relationship with God Not and yeah. just getting saved is one thing and being happy and, and, and thinking your life is going to be all, you know, cookies and cream after that. It's not true. Yeah. That's when, that's when, that's when the real stuff more. starts. Yeah, yeah when you get saved, yep. it's not a relief. It's what's going to happen is the enemy is going to attack you more and more and more yeah. because his whole yeah. goal is to get you mm-hmm. to not go to heaven. He wants you to enjoy, right. you know, he wants you to be in yeah. hell with him. So, um, all right, we'll, uh, we'll end this in prayer. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much Amen. for providing this platform, Lord. Thank you for giving us a clear connection. Thank you for introducing thank you, us to uh, Vincent Rhodes, uh, yeah. an amazing gentleman. And, Lord, thank you for uh, pulling back the veil and letting us see what uh you know what we should have already taken the bible literal and see exactly what you're trying to say so lord i appreciate everything you do for us if there's anybody that's listening that that um that's on the fence on believing in you please just do a supernatural uh uh you know experience for them to be able to get into the bible help people to read your word help people to uh understand you know have true faith lord in you because we need it right now lord um and uh anybody out there that's confused about you know, genders and all this different stuff they're trying to do to us. Any kids out there, anybody that's confused, Lord, please just uh, set them straight and uh, help people to not be uh, 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 believing in, in Babel or, or, or in, in, in science, you know, and to believe in your word, Lord. Thank you so yes, much Lord. for everything you do for us, Father God. We love you. We appreciate you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, everybody that's listening, go subscribe to Vincent Rhodes' channel. He's got 65,000 subscribers and it is going yeah. up. People are listening. I listen to his show. Yeah. Um, Mom, thank you so much for introducing us or introducing me to his show. Uh, it's called Coffee with Jesus. You know, you yep. sit there in the morning, sip some coffee and you listen to uh, Vincent uh, preach. Jesus. Talks yeah. about Jesus. It's amazing. Yeah, so it. check it out. Check out yeah. his book, Graven Image, Why the Earth is Not a Globe. Everybody that's listening, please subscribe to our channel um, and, uh, you know, hit the bell. Give us an Apple review if you could, please. And Spotify, it just helps us out. I know we're probably being shadow banned for the stuff we're talking about. So we need you guys to help us out. God bless everybody that's listening. We love you guys. And thank you.